0: What is? About COVID and you know this I, I thought I was gonna be invincible the entire like me and my family were like oh we're never gonna get it we're never ever gonna get it after two years yeah, yeah. finally get it and then in the beginning it was just my kids and the way I think they got it was uh, we went camping over Father's Day weekend and uh, a few days after um, my sister-in-law who's with us and her son said hey we got COVID and I was like, Oh fuck. And mm, then my kids mm. started feeling ill. And I was like, shit, we got it. We all got to get, we all even tested each other like right when she said it and we were all negative. And then another day later, my kids starting to feel sick. I was like, Oh shit, maybe we shouldn't bring them to school. We tested them just for the hell of it. They were positive And then I was still negative. Like my wife and I were still negative, but you know, you're watching your own kids and then they're, they're coughing a storm and,
1: yeah. It was enough. And there's an incubate there's an incubation period. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. As well. So wait, how are you feeling right now? You say you have a headache?
0: I mean, I've I've had a headache for a whole week. So this is probably the the I feel much better because I had I had this big fight with my wife last night because then, you know, we split time with the kids at nighttime to put them to sleep and she was like, You look like shit. And like, you know, I was really fucked up yesterday. And uh it was just the, the biggest thing with COVID for me, at least. Mm-hmm. is the aches. Like I have a huge headache and then I have like, it's, it's nonstop. And right, right. I've been on, I've been on Advil, which I don't really like taking uh right. for the, for the last, I, I don't even know how bad this is for my system, but I, I needed it. Like it was, it was excruciating. I almost had to go to an emergency room because it was just too much for, for me to, uh to bear. And I was trying to go about my, my entire day and my wife was like, do you need a rest? And so she gave me a day to rest and, to tell you the truth, that, that was probably the best thing that, that, I, that I could have done. I just kept trying to move along with my day without even getting any rest. And, you know, I haven't really been sleeping well because I've also gotten a lot of back aches. I think most of it for me is just aches. Mm, mm-hmm. And it was, oh, man. It's, it was cool. I mean, I stopped. I had to stop smoking weed, too, because every time I did, it would make my headaches worse. Mm, you know me; and mm. I smoke weed every day, and it's like I haven't smoked in a whole week. I'm just oh, I don't man. I don't want to. It's it sucks. Uh, okay, right? But, yeah. Well,
1: dude, I'm I'm glad to hear you're on on you're on the road to recovery. Yeah. I hope uh, so. You know that's some one of those things that we're always concerned about because you know COVID's been so disruptive oh, man. to many people's lives in like so many different ways. You know, yeah. and hopefully, and hopefully, and it sounds like since you're you are recovery, you know you want to avoid the long COVID symptoms that have been kind of popping up and a lot of people that have been catching it. Yeah. And so, man, you know, good thoughts and good vibes to you and your family, man. The, so. how, how how are the kids
0: doing? The kids are bouncing back. Okay. The kids seem like they are, but my youngest, we don't really know what he's feeling, you know, because he's so young. Ah, uh, right. He can't like tell you yeah. like, Hey, like this I'll is, ask this him like, a- Hey, is your head okay? Or like, do you, do you have a stomach ache? Or like, does anything ache? He's just been such a menace the, the entire time. Like the, the older one's fine, but like, like my wife is just like, God, he's such a, he's such an a-hole right now. And like, he's, very, <laughs> oh, he, like he's super clingy and like, he's super clingy to her, especially. Mm, and um, mm. like, and I can't even help her because it's, he, he's always wanting to be carried and stuff like that. And I'm just, and his, It's because you, you don't yeah. have the boobies. Exactly. And mind you, his <laughs> birthday is the, is in a couple of days and you know, we had this big thing planned and unfortunately it's not going to happen because of COVID and yeah,
1: you know, yeah, you know,
0: what also sucks is my, my older son's graduation from, uh, TK was yesterday. He couldn't even make it. And it's like, uh, COVID just. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know,
1: just for, just to, just think also too, like, you know, catching COVID isn't some moral failing on your part. You yeah. know, we could do, yeah. we do things we try to do in our everyday lives to be careful. Um, we take assumptions of risk with certain behaviors and sometimes things out of our control will happen yeah. you know so best thing you can do is that if you catch it just take care of yourself take note of what happened be careful in the future yeah, uh, but this same seems, seems like what our lives are going to be like for the next year yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm glad you, you, you and your family are safer right now thanks man and i know i know it sucks though because it means also that you've missed training you know <laughs> i've fuck. i've missed i've missed training as well not because i've had covid but you know, I've been limiting my exposure just because I went to there. I went to Cancun last week. Oh, uh, last weekend, uh, officiating a friend's wedding. That's the one and you were so, talking about
0: like weeks ago,
1: huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who got married? Scott, remember Scott? We trained yeah, Thai Chimora. with
0: him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Congrats,
1: guys. Uh, it was a great time. So I I I limited my exposure last week, and I've been testing all throughout this week because I um because I went back into keto. Uh, I've been testing negative, but I've just been limiting my exposure this week as well. Uh, So I'll probably jump into training next week. But I wanted to talk with you if you're up for it about the the kind of attitudes that goes towards missing training. So in a lot of cases, when we're talking about different martial arts, you know, Muay Thai, Karate. In this case, we'll talk about Jujitsu because you hear a lot about it in in our community, Sean. With Jujitsu communities, like how people once they get into Jujitsu, they really they really miss training. Like they really oh, yeah. hate missing training. I wanted to go over that with, a little bit with you about the, kind of the attitudes about like, about why missing training kind of leaves this big gap in, your, in our lives, yeah. right? In, in jujitsu. Katie, for me, like explain it to me as if, you know, I don't know anything about jujitsu. You've been yeah. training jujitsu for such a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: What is it about missing jujitsu training for like, say for example, a week that kind of hits you hard? Like, what is it
0: about it? You know, for a long time, um, I, I treated jujitsu as almost like a religion for me. Like I wasn't very religious Mm. early on and, you know, I I still hold that till this day. Like I'm always trying to be, you know, always a step ahead and everything that jujitsu teaches you. So, um, in terms of me missing it, like it's been part of my life, even before I've had kids and, uh, to miss this much time wasn't, too bad for me because i know that if i were to if i was there i'd be endangering all my training partners and that's the thing about the gym culture is like i've been training for a long time and even throughout covid i was training and i never caught it from any of my training partners because everyone in the gym knows that if one fucks it up you fuck it up for the whole you fuck it up for the whole gym so i Mm -hmm. miss uh And, and mind you, like, I don't really hang around my, my main circle of friends anymore because, you know, because of COVID, like I haven't seen them in, in almost two years. And, um, I've actually probably seen you when I was training with you guys more than I've seen my immediate set of friends.
1: Oh, so, so sad. I know you have to look at me. So, oh. <laughs> so real like, downgrade. Thanks, yeah. Sean.
0: <laughs> so it's like they, those guys are like, and especially with you guys when I was training, you got you guys were my my main set of friends, and you guys were like my brothers. Like we, you know, we we sweat together, we hit each other. It, it's 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 camaraderie, and mm, mm. when you don't have that, it it kind of leaves an empty space in your in your in your mental psyche to the point where. It's like God, I miss my friends. all I see is my wife and I see my kids. But mm-hmm. this time around, it's this this gap of training is I'm okay with being out because physically I just don't feel good. You know, and right. for me to for me to say, you know, I wish I was there, I wish I was well, that's a little selfish of me because I know for a fact that if I messed it up for everybody, that I would feel even worse.
1: And I think you, I think you touched on something that kind of A lot of people have a hard time articulating to to their friends when it comes to we'll use the example of jujitsu training. Yeah, you know, people say, "Why do you train so much? Like, why do you like going there?" And you know, the the default answer is, "I was like, well, it's so cool. You know, you're learning these moves, and and um, and it's a great workout." And but I think what you said when you said the camaraderie part of it, I think that's something that a lot of people um, they feel, but they don't know how to articulate that. Yeah, you know, what you're really saying is that it's like. You know, it's a shared experience with other people on the mat. You're doing this very intense activity with other people. And when that happens, you know, there's endorphins that are exchanged. There's, and now you're bonded, now, like you're yeah. bonded with these people around the mat. Because, you know, when you're doing jujitsu, you're doing these moves that simulate maiming somebody. Right. I mean, and actually when you're choking someone, you're simulate killing somebody, you know? So when you're, when you're training these moves on the mat, you're sharing this experience with other people, you're bonded, right? You're bonded. Now, now there's like a connection that you guys have. So now you also touched on something that's pretty, I think that was very important. You know, like, you know, you're going to miss training. Like, how do you approach it? Like psychologically? I think you hit it on the head in your case. You know, it's like, look, I'm doing this because, hey, I need to take a break for my health. And also, I'm protecting my training partners. Yeah,
0: let's say for example, essentially my brothers and sisters. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're protecting your. You're protecting your family. I think sometimes, though, let's say for example, outside of COVID, let's say, outside of um, a major injury, how do you think you should approach when you know that you're going to miss training for for whatever reason? Let's say like. Uh, work works got me on a trip or something. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to miss training because I, I know there are some people that they can make a backward slide where oh, yeah. it's like, if I know if I'm missing training for a week and it's like, oh, I'm really bummed out. Now it's like the next week comes, maybe I can train, but I already missed a week. It's like, oh man, you know what? I'll just, I'll, I'll do it another week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, wh- yeah. what's a good way to kind of approach knowing that, okay, I know I'm going to miss a week. All right. How do we stop ourselves from missing two weeks, three weeks, and then three weeks becomes a, a year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we all know, we've all been through that, right? I I think we all know people that have been through that. And you can apply this to things like diets. You oh. know what I mean? You have that one cheat meal and then you feel guilty. So now one cheat meal turns into like seven cheat <laughs> meals in one sitting. You know what I mean?
0: And then it turns into Jollibee.
1: It. T- <laughs> You know, because if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go in, go all the way.
0: In. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bucket of chicken, six pieces. <laughs> it's not for a bad price, huh? Yeah. I mean, I've honestly I've honestly quit going to KFC and just went to Jolly B. Anyway, uh <laughs> you know, there's there's so many ways that you can prepare yourself for that type of situation. Um, if I know I'm gonna be missing. I'll try to, you know, there's there was one point where I had to make up like kind of like almost like a ghetto regiment where it's like okay if I'm injured or if I'm sick like I can't be doing this I can't go to the gym, you know I'll I'll train at home like doing like very minor things like uh, or or for example the other day I had to uh, I had to pretty much clean up my garage when I probably shouldn't have but I was you know lifting up all the the heavy stuff and walking walking know, up and down into my car and into the garage. And Mm. I'll just try to get a workout in any way I can, whether it's, Mm. whether it's like practicing fucking triangles or guillotines on a pillow or like using your own limbs as rear naked choke practice, or, you know, just, just keeping it fresh and and keeping it real because you already know you're fucked. You're not going to training. So you might as well just simulate some stuff. Um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds to me like it's like little little victories
1: that you make for yourself yeah, so that you're still connected to the art I agree. in a way. You're still connected to your team and then you put your mind there in a way. It even doesn't take that very long. It's not like you're doing an hour and a half of triangles yeah. on your pillow, right? Exactly. Sometimes you're just sitting around watching TV, watching something on your computer and you're just like – Practicing chokeholds on on in the air on your on your, or, or, <laughs> on your leg.
0: Hey, you kidding. know what?
1: Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I know a lot of people. You know they they got really good because they drilled moves on their yeah, on their dude. on their spouses. That's how I got you know? uh, good at
0: leg locks, guys.
1: Just just a heads up. And that explains why Sean's wife walks around in the house, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean, what's your wife's name?
0: Uh, Pam. Pamela.
1: Pam. Pam, if you need help, click on the table like five times so we can hear. <laughs>
0: I know you know it's messed up. But, uh, is I never, I never tell her the uh, the the we, basics to get just, out of these things. You it's just like, clear up, the knee, clear the just, knee.
1: You just sneak up on her You just tackle her and ah. then just put her in a knee bar. That's like, that's that's good. Well, you know that touched on like you know what to do like psychologically and physically. You know, kind of prepare yourself to know that. Okay, you know what? I know I'm going to take. This break from training, but this is what I'm gonna do for myself. Yeah. Um, to know that I'm still connected to the gym, I'm still connected to my training. So you're not too far off. I think that's good advice. Yeah. So what what advice would you have for someone? Okay, I'm done with my injury, or I'm back from my work trip. I've been gone for two weeks. I'm gonna go back to the gym on on Tuesday, for example, like. What tips do you have for someone who's bouncing back mm-hmm. after they've taken like a week or two
0: off? <laughs> and I'm, I'm guilty of this. All right. So after a few injuries or, or if I was sick and coming back, you know, one big no-no is trying to match the pace or match the skill level that <laughs> you were at before you were injured or sick. Let's,
1: let's, let me rewind a little bit. <laughs> Match the pace. Let's say it yeah. that's it's that way because I I have I have I have my own thoughts on skill level, especially when you have someone as much as much experience as you have, Sean. Yes. But go ahead, go
0: ahead on your thoughts. Like so matching the, the <laughs> matching the pace. Go ahead. In the past, I've uh, tried to get in because I'm like, all right, I'm back. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Sean again, and it hasn't. You know, the first day usually sucks because you haven't trained so much, and you've been, <laughs> and you come back sore or like you even, probably even injure yourself again, but. Mm. My advice would be to be honest with yourself. Get in there. Uh, don't be afraid to tell your training partner or your instructor that, hey, I'm, you know, I've been out. I don't know if you noticed, but I've been out. I got this injury. And take it easy, man. Like don't don't go in there trying to do some barambolo or some freaking some shit that your body's not equipped for. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is good advice right yeah, there. Take it I easy, think, man.
1: I think what happens is that when you've been gone from the mat for a while and then you could tell yourself, you know, okay, I'm just going to pace myself. What happens? You step into that environment you've been so familiar with. I think there's a subconscious part of your brain that activates and then your body (laughs) gets ignited and it remembers young Carlo. It remembers young, what young Sean used to do. (laughs) And then without even thinking, all of a sudden, you're trying to go toe-to-toe with these 20-year-olds who've been training twice a day (laughs) for the past year. And you're just like, I can do this, I can do this. And the part of your brain that tells you to shut off or slow down forgets to ignite. Maybe you've had this experience too, where I jumped back into training after having like a couple of weeks break or something. And my first training session back, everything's great. It's like amazing. Like I'm (laughs) seeing all the moves. I'm actually... Pulling the trigger on certain moves, and it's my second day back where I feel awful. Oh, I know. Where I feel terrible. Yeah. And I wonder what that what that's about. Have you ever had that experience?
0: <sighs> yes and no. Mm. Um, it's it's like a catch twenty two. Do you do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, it's a it's like you're. Well, I mean, like what about you? It's almost
1: like. Well, it's like you bounce back, and in a way, your first day back. And maybe this is what's going goes on with me. It's just like, like, ooh, these injuries I've had are all healed up, so I feel good. So now, I'm also feeling more daring, shall I say? (laughs) That's the word. And then, and all of a sudden, it's just like, hey, like I'm able to pull some of these things off. And I think what happens too is that when you take a break from training. You've also taken a break from your old habits. Yeah. And some of your old habits may have been bad habits. And so when you come back from a break into training, you're able to see your movements through a new lens, through a new window. And so all of a sudden, maybe you're trying things that you didn't see before because your old habits and your old fears used to stop you when you were yeah, consistent. Yeah. You know, So that first day, I think, it's a valuable time to just try different things. And so that way it feels fun. Yeah. But then your second day back in training, <laughs> now your, your old habits and your old fears are going to come back. Yeah. So you got to try to capture what you had that first day back in a bottle and try to apply it to the rest of your training as you, as you mm-hmm. bounce back. Does any of that make sense? Yeah, totally, man. All right. So what traps to avoid when you're bouncing back? We've talked about making sure you don't hurt yourself again. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to point out this one thing as well. Is that if your first couple of training sessions back, you don't feel like your old self? I think the trap to avoid is to is the guilt trap. Ooh. Don't feel guilty that why am I not being able to pull off this move like I used to before? How come I'm getting more tired? Because then th- that becomes a downhill slide yeah, into, sure. well, why am I even doing this? You know, whatever. I think the trap is to acknowledge that there are going to be pitfalls in your training, especially when you're bouncing back after a little bit of a layoff. And just accept that. Accept that as part of your growth in the art. And also know that your training partners, your coach is going to be there for you. And the upside is on the other end of that pitfall that you're experiencing. The upside is just right there. And the key to getting to that upside is sticking through it. You have to stick through it to see the upside of it.
0: Yeah, I'd say uh, something very similar. I call it the tap trap. <laughs> well, that, you're gonna, what's that about? Well, you're you're going back after a few injuries, or you're going back after being sick, and it's you're going to get tapped no matter what, mm. and mm. that leads to, am I doing? What am I? Why do I keep doing this? And it's it, like the slide that you just said. That's what I call the the tap trap. There was been many times where I would come back, and I think I'm the shit, and I get tapped, and it's probably from like a blue or like someone on a lower, on a lower uh, rank. And your mindset already is going in. You're like, oh fuck, I don't know what's gonna happen, this and that. Then you get tapped, and it makes it even worse. Don't worry about it. All your training partners are trying to do is get better. They are better at jujitsu. Uh, they are better than you only because you've been out for so long. But for the most part, I I have this hard thing about, oh, this guy fucking tapped me and now I have to get him back. And like, I'm just, it's, it's a big trap. So please avoid the Mm. time trap. Just take it as, 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 um, you know, as it is. And yeah. I mean, the other day uh, before I got sick, um, there was a guy that was, been training for a long time. He's been training for a long time. He's on a lower rank, but you know, that's very deceiving. There's a lot of people that have been training a long time and still have a blue belt, but those guys are fucking pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Yeah. um, You know, me and we have never spoke, me and this guy, we kind of knew each other via social media. That's about it. And, you know, I got him once and then he got me next. And for me, like it it really rung in my head that he tapped me and I I probably shouldn't have, I probably shouldn't have (laughs) thought about it that way, but uh, you know, I had a little bit of resentment for him after the round, you know, just, you know, mentally. And then mm. me and him afterwards, we just started talking. Like we literally just started talking and we had a lot in common. We had a lot of the same friends. And now we're brothers, dude. <laughs> so it's, like,
1: it's almost its almost like that submission broke the exactly. ice in a way, right? It's almost, it's almost kind of like, you know, this thing, you've submitted me, now I've submitted you. Now we've got that out of the way. Now we've got that whole like yeah. measuring each now other. Now we're boys. <laughs> yeah, it's so sizing each other up out yeah, of the yeah. way now oh we boy. know what it is now you're you're good all right well I, I, and just just attack a little bit on to the tap trap um, that you just mentioned yeah. I think it's important especially you're bouncing backs don't measure yourself against your teammates yeah measure yourself against who you were before very good point and and just use use your own progress use yourself as your own measuring stick yes. you're using other people. Like as your measuring stick, you're never gonna win that way. No, you're never gonna win that way. And especially if you're not like uh if you're not a competitor, you're not competing every weekend. All right, just use yourself as the measuring stick. Yeah, okay? and 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 celebrate the little victories. You know, Sean got me five times on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Next week he only got me three times. I must be getting better. <laughs> Woo-hoo. You know what I mean? Celebrate the little victories. Yeah. Okay. Again, I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you this, all right? In terms of celebrating the little victories. Back when I was a white belt, there was this brown belt uh, that used to just kill me. Just kill me. Okay. He used to just absolutely murder me. There's this one role where we had a really good exchange of positions. It was a five-minute round and he he didn't take t- t- me. And Sean. I walked off that mat as if I won the world championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I like took, I took off my gi top. I put my hands in the air. I was like, yeah. I actually ran upstairs and I was like, um, like cheering in front and like. And then uh, one of my my teammates looked at me and said, "Oh, did you tap so and so?" It's like, no, he didn't tap me. And I was thinking, <laughs> and and Sean, I'm going to tell you something right. I'm going to admit something right now. Okay. Yeah. Like. I've I've won turn I've won jiu-jitsu tournaments, right? I've won the Pan Ams, oh, Okay? And I, I and that I don't think I was ever as happy as I was when I was that white belt that didn't get tapped out by the brown belt <laughs> in that one round. I don't think I've ever been that happy oh, before in, in jiu-jitsu. So celebrate the little victories, guys. Um, <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Up. I didn't know you won the Pan Ams, dude. Yeah, 20, t- Purple Belt
1: 2013. Dude, uh, that's back sick. Back when, uh, when it was uh, senior one, I think. When they used to call it senior above 30.
0: Senior, goddamn. Senior, yeah,
1: senior one. So I was a uh, uh, featherweight uh, Purple Belt, senior one. 2013. Yeah, oh my God, 2013. That was nine years ago. Oh my God, Sean.
0: Uh, <laughs> but anyway. Um, oh, can, I, uh, can we, I bring something up real quick? Absolutely, oh, please. Oh, so- um, I just want to congratulate everyone that competed at the Jiu-Jitsu World League out there in Oh, Stockton that's what I was going to bring week. up. Oh, cool. I was going to awesome. ask you about that. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, our team took first place as a team and- uh,
1: Hey, congratulations. Hey. Magalit
0: Jiu-Jitsu, huh? Congrats to Travis- Congratulations, guys. Junior and everyone that competed. Uh, special shout out to my training partner, Alex Sherman. Uh, he's, I think, in his 30s and uh, he's a purple belt and- no one was in his division, so he had to go down to the dreaded adult division. Oh,
1: he had to fight the young guys. So Uh-oh. he
0: smashed every one of them. So congrats oh, no. to Alex him. Sherman. That motherfucker has a mean triangle. So Good,
1: good for you. Hey, so well, while we we're on that, congratulating before we go into fight recaps, yeah. I had a couple of my teammates from Colt hey. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Congrats, they competed guys. last weekend as well. Higgy won gold. Uh, one of his, uh, our other teammates, uh, his wife competed. Uh, Mira, uh, she, um, she was. I, I don't think she. Med- I'm not sure if she medaled though. But Higgy won gold, and then we had another uh, guy, uh, Omar, who went down there. He got silver. Nice. Uh, so congratulations, my teammates at Goaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and a couple other things in Hapkido at, at Hapkido USA, at my school. Uh, we uh, awarded. 11 new uh, Ooh, Hapkido saw black that. belts, saw that. 11 new Congrats. Hapkido black belts. And just I'll reiterate this. This goes for any art where there's a belt system. Black belt is just the beginning of your learning and your understanding of the art. Yep. So congratulations making this far. Getting your black belt basically means two things. It means you're tough as hell because you didn't quit. All right. Maybe you're not the fastest. Maybe you're not the quickest. Maybe your technique isn't the sharpest, yeah. but you're definitely probably one of the toughest because you didn't quit. Okay. And number two, it means that you're ready to really learn. Yeah. So congratulations, you guys, over at Hapkido Yosei, my squad. Bravo. We appreciate you guys. All right. So let's get into these uh fights from last week. And we got we have a lot of fight talk to oh, man, um to cover. Yeah. So um we let's be efficient let's as there. we can, even though we love it. Let's be as efficient as we can. Let's go over. Last weekend's UFC, Sarukian versus Gamrot. Gamrot wins a decision. Um, I was rooting for Sarukian on this one. And um, I, I loved this fight, Sean. I love this fight because I feel like both fighters got to show what they do really well. There was a good mix of mixed martial arts technique. Mm-hmm. How, did you Do you think the decision was correct? Did, did Gamrot win this fight? <sighs>
0: Man, I, I'd you know it was a tough, tough decision for me to. Yeah, I, I don't know honestly. Like it was so mm-hmm. evenly matched, but yeah. I would say that Gamrot probably landed. What Was it the takedowns that that won him the fight at that point?
1: I think so. I think yeah, so. I forget because, how many he landed, but. And I think there was some like sharper counter striking. As soon as Gamrot Agreed. found Sarukian's rhythm. Gamrot was able to interrupt Surikin's striking attacks. Like Surikin, at the beginning of the fight, had kind of a very predictable striking pattern he would come in with. One, two punches, and then a kick of some sort. One, two two punches of different varieties, but then a kick of some sort. And then Gamrot would kind of interrupt that rhythm. You kind of stop him with a jab a little bit before Tsuriken could get started. Yeah. Then Tsuriken's credit, he tried to change it up a little bit. Sometimes he'd throw a, a kick by itself just trying to score. But man, the grappling exchanges oh, when they man. were trying to to fight for the wrestling dominance was so fun to watch between yeah. those two, Just the
0: pace too, man.
1: Yeah, the pace they kept up. Oh Five my rounds. goodness. the The fight for the underhook and then and then sometimes to get out of that someone's overhook the limp arm use to kind of get positional dominance and the other person would would sit out and try to get the back it, it, i think the way the reason why gamrot won some of these wrestling exchanges is that while sarukin was trying to maintain kind of control gamrot would really try to shoot for yeah. more of a kind of a dominating position like he would try to go to the back right away. You know, am I seeing, was I seeing that correctly, yeah, Sean? definitely. Okay. Right. And I think maybe that's where Gamrot got uh, the advantage in the grappling exchanges. But that was such a fun fight for me. Great fight. And yeah, and I just felt so bad for Sarukian because I really want to see him kind of like rise in the ranks and see big fights for oh. that guy because I liked it, the style of his fight. But I've got new uh, respect for Gamrot.
0: Yeah. And, for me, Gamrot was relatively unknown until we started doing research on him initially mm-hmm. for the fights and mm-hmm. Sarukian, And damn, like I don't think this really does anything for his uh his spot as far as like rankings go. I think he's, yeah, like I think he's he, just it's gonna be he'll lose maybe one spot at the most, dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's still a top tier dude. Anyone he beats anyone not named Gamrot at the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got the tools. I think.
1: Maybe sharpening up a little bit on the, his balance when punching. Um, that's one of the things I was impressed with with uh, Gamrot's punching is that he was very balanced, you know, and um, because he's so confident with his grappling, uh, he, did, he could throw punches a little freely without worrying too much about the takedown attempts. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Gamrot's future here. Me I'm looking, looking forward to and Saruqin's as well. All right. Magni. Versus Rachmaninoff. Rachmaninoff wins with <laughs> oh a, with an arm in guillotine oh on Magny. I think we called this, you know. We called it that it was kind of like this is going to be the other end of Magny's career. Um, I didn't think it would be like this. No, I thought it was going to be a decision,
0: dude. Come on now.
1: Yeah, I mean, Rachmanov, man. So, I mean, we knew we'd see the dynamic striking. You know, he he threw a spin kick in there one time. But uh, the grappling, wow. Wow. Against Magny.
0: Yeah, to you be know? to be that well rounded and to even pull off a submission on uh Mr. Magni over there, dude. Magni's only been submitted a few times and Rachmano you know, he's such a beast, man. He looks Asian. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he's looks from that straight up. He's in that. Well, you know, he's Kazakhstan. From from
1: that, Yeah, that part of Europe uh, slash Asia where it's. You know, I'm pretty sure since we're all descendants of Genghis Khan, yeah. we're all we're related in some way.
0: Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine a Rachmanov versus like uh like a hot ha- Cam- uh Chumaya fight, dude? Yeah, I, I
1: think that's kind of like where if things hold together. Well, I don't know. Like, like I, that would be fun.
0: That'd be fun. I um I, I don't think, think they're gonna I don't think it's gonna happen
1: though. But. Yeah, I think they're too far apart in the rankings, yeah. you know, and, and Chemaev would have to remain excellent for so long while Rachmanoff will kind of climb. But one of the things that I just thought would just showed the, the true dominance of Rachmanov is just, you know, the the grappling because you know Magni's not afraid of grappling with anybody, no. but, but this grappling exchange here while Rachmanov was like fighting off uh Magny's clinch and then just seeing the opening for the guillotine and just going for it right there. Yeah, I mean just uh, it with an against the cage too, like right against the fence where sometimes your mobility to really sink in a submission is limited. Rockman had no problem, <laughs> no problem.
0: Easy money, dude.
1: Easy money. Any other Easy fights? Money. Any other fights from that UFC uh, that you th- that were of note? I know our guy. Yeah, Rodolfo there was Vera that. Uh, lost a decision to to uh,
0: Chris uh, Chris Curtis. Um, well, let me see. I like the tier, the Tiago Moises versus a uh, Christos Jagos. That was a good fight. Uh, Tiago Moises won by rear naked choke. Uh, Umar Namagomedov he dominated Nate Manis. Big one right here. Chris Curtis beats Rodolfo Vieira. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, Rodolfo Chris Curtis.
1: He played it smart. Yeah. Okay. Rodolfo Vieira wanted to use it. You know, world class grappler wanted to use his grappling and Chris is like, I am not an idiot. I am sure. not going to exchange wrestling with you. No We're going to keep this way. standing. I'm going to use my punches. And he was able to fight off Hodolfo's wrestling takedowns. Um, and you know, I, I, it is one of those things that, um, jujitsu players have to adjust to when going into MMA Agreed. is, you know, they have to they have to sharpen their wrestling takedowns. And when it doesn't work, they, you know, yeah. you you have to be able to you have to be able to strike. You have to be yeah. able to strike.
0: Uh Carlos Olberg wins by TKO. That was kind of a gimme fight. Uh ooh, the Sergey Morozov versus Holly Piva That was a pretty good fight. Good back and forth action. And then Vanessa Demopoulos versus Genu Fry. Uh that was kind of a weird decision. I thought Genu Fry won that, but. Um, whatever but they gave it to the former erotic dancer (laughs) yeah and then she did that thing that she did to Joe Rogan on to well, Yeah,
1: <laughs> where you jump in, he jumped into yeah. Bisbing's arms. Hey man, Bisping that's did, probably getting her Bis- some
0: fucking sponsorships.
1: So Bisbing hey. did the right thing though. He avoided eye contact with her. That oh, way yeah. his wife doesn't his yell wife, at him dude. or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His wife is, is a dime piece too. So so, so let's let's go ahead and jump into last week's Bellator. It was a big fight yeah, on Bellator. Man. The middleweight championship, <laughs> Musasi versus Eblen. Oh and let me tell you something, I know like we used to we used we tease ourselves a lot. We we say shut up white belt Sean, shut up white belt Carlo. But this one I think we're gonna promote ourselves. Yeah. Good going white belt Sean, good going white belt Carlo, because I think we called this right. Eblen wins a decision against Musasi. And that is like like end of era stuff right there, because Musasi is such a talent, such a um you know, kind of a uh, a marker of mixed martial arts ability. Yeah, uh, Evelyn just was just it just it, it just seemed like Musashi couldn't find his rhythm with Evelyn. You know, Evelyn knocks him down with a with a right hand in the first round, Weird. and and right it, it looks like a wild punch, which is yeah. exactly the kind of punch that catches. People who have such great technique, like Musasi, right? It's those people that throw awkward strikes yeah. that can really hurt you, right? And Evelyn threw that really awkward right hand, knocks a powerful right hand, though, but knocks Musasi down. And Musasi was never the same the rest of the fight. Evelyn was able to get takedowns. You know, and he just changed up the gears every other round, right? I think so, he'd, yeah. He He'd do one round where it was just like, I'm going to take Musasi down, control him. He'd do another round where he's just going to keep it on the feet, use his punches.
0: How'd you see this fight, Sean? I honestly think that that knockdown initially in that first round really set the pace. After mm. that, Musashi was not the same anymore. Like, he, he mm-hmm. looked like it really hurt him to the yeah. point where his game plan kind of went out the window. Wasn't getting anything. Like, he's a pretty good grappler, and he just wasn't getting anything. Yeah. He, he he that was a really tough tough fight for him. I mean, he lost pretty much every round.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, I I kind of thought it would be a kind of a grindhouse type of yeah, win for, for Eblen because sure. he has that style and he played it smart. He played it smart, man. And and um you saw the emotions after they announced the decision. Yeah, you know, everyone was picking against Eblen really. Um, he couldn't he really couldn't believe it, but he deserved that win. I mean, he really showed mixed martial arts skill, yeah. you know showing the plethora of all his techniques. Um, he's one of those guys where you kind of feel you look at him and he's like a jack of all trades master of none.
0: Yeah.
1: where typically at, at the championship level, you've got to be a master of this one particular thing that you do better than everybody else. but in this case, he just kind of he just had enough of everything. That was just a little better than where Masasi was at that night.
0: Um, Who's who are his and, coaches? I didn't really see. You know, i I,
1: I didn't see that as well. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't really look. I was just kind of taking I mean, it he's in. A
0: relatively unknown dude in my eyes because we. I didn't know that he was even that good until um, his fight was coming up. But he is. He has been one of the more active fighters during the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. I thought it would be his wrestling Yeah, I thought it would be his wrestling
1: mainly. Yeah. that would win him the fight but too. i think just the fact that he had that wrestling to fall back on it gave him the confidence to throw his punches the way he did Yeah, and uh you know now there's some questions about musasi
0: going forward i mean you know? but that guy can that guy could literally retire now and just be be good but he's still pretty young no i don't think he's he's over the
1: hill but i I think he's at that stage for now. Ooh, he's 36. You should should look for, like, one more kind of marquee type of fight where he can get paid out. Just to
0: see if he can get back into title contention, maybe.
1: Title contention or also just just show who he is, you know. Musashi is a fun fighter to watch because his his technique is so clean. Um, The way he mixes his striking with his judo takedowns. Yeah. uh, It's so unique. So I would like to see him do one more fight, just to be able to showcase like who he is, showcase his skill. That, so that's me. Yeah, with that. So,
0: any other but, fights from this uh, event that you? Uh, not, not really, because
1: eight, I, eight, I, I want to, I want to jump into this weekend's fight. <laughs> we got this one's going to take up a lot of time because there are a lot of repercussions oh, yeah. that come from this one. UFC, UFC 276. It's going to be in Vegas. Uh... The middleweight title, Adesanya versus Cannoneer. Uh, I mean, <laughs> this is a big one. Now, Adesanya is a minus 400 favorite. Gosh. Um, so, uh, and for, for good reason. Um, I, because we know that Kananir, even though he has… He has some wrestling. This is not where why he he got this start at the middleweight title. He's going to try to strike with Adesanya, <laughs> I know. and we know that Adesanya is the premier striker <coughs> in the UFC right now. All right, so who do you got for this fight?
0: Ooh, I'm going to go with Izzy, just because. Although Jared Cannoneer, you know, he's on a pretty good streak. I just don't feel like I don't feel like his striking is going to be up to par if if that's what his game plan is a strike and maybe strike to get a takedown or strike to to wrestle strike to clinch stri- it's izzy's been around this long he's defended his belt many many times and i even though he had some issues with yan especially him being a bigger guy i just don't see cananear holding him down for that long um izzy mm-hmm. you know i think he's going to control the range with his his strikes and I don't know if there's gonna—I don't think there's gonna be a finish, but I say Izzy by UD, a unanimous and, decision. And for for those of you that don't know what minus four hundred means, that means you have to bet four hundred to win a hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and then a uh, cannoneer is like a plus three fifty, I think. That's not believe. a bad so, like, bet, though. Yeah, so like just if in you case want to win to win three hundred fifty dollars, you want it to bet a hundred. Yeah. So. um bad. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit on the other side of this. I'm gonna go cannoneer, and here's a, oh. here's why. Like, I like strong, this. strong punches, right? Yeah. And one of the things that Adesanya has shown is that his ability to kind of avoid people's power punches. That's right. But one of the things that he uses to avoid a lot of punches is it's not that he's got like great hands that block or that. Uh, hands that parry punches. Mm. He moves his head. Oh, He's a head movement guy. He and a lot of times he he moves his head back. He oh. like leans back. He does this lean back thing, and I feel like fighters that rely on that defensive tactic for a very long time. Sometimes that the the well runs dry on that technique. Agreed. And I feel like Cannoneer is. Awkward enough on his punches, where sometimes you—it's hard to time that leaning back well against people that punch like Cananier because their timing is so weird. So remember, Izzy had that problem against uh, Jan Bukiewicz, um when they fought because Jan's striking rhythm was also weird. Yeah. So I think, I think Cannonier, if he kind of stays with the punches. Kind of threatens the standing clinch, but don't overcommit to it because then you could run into Adesanya's counter punches really well. I think Ooh. I think Kananier might slightly outpoint Adesanya. Man, I, it, it's going to be. I think it might be a almost a boring fight. I hate to say this. I think if I think I think if Canineer right. <laughs> wins, it might be because of boring points. I mean, I, I think he might score a few more punches. Just a few more, you know. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen is that the the commentary team every time Adesanya hits Canonneer, they're gonna bunch. they're gonna explode. Yeah, There's yeah. gonna be a little bit of that He's championship. Such a great striker. Well, because Adesanya is gonna look so good when he does it. Oh, He's yeah. gonna look good when he throws strikes. But I think Canonneer might volume them out just by a little bit, not by throwing a a bunch of punches in bunches, but just by like throwing throwing his punches so that Adesanya moves his head a certain way and then maybe leading him in one side and just tagging him a little bit on the head, (laughs) tagging a little to a body, throw a couple of leg kicks here, there. Don't try to knock Adesanya out. I think this is where strikers run into problems with Adesanya is when they're not real sharp knockout artists and they try to knock him out. I think that's where they run into problems. I agree. So, so that's that, so. I think that's that's where maybe you and I will disagree. I'll go with that cannoneer, and you'll go out of Yeah, let's do
0: okay. that. Okay. You All have right. a very valid point though, because that. that's no, the we'll one see thing, though. But that's the one thing I was also afraid of is cannoneer does have power. So yeah. it's like, out in a five round fight, he's Asana is going to get touched, and how how bad that's going to affect him. That's that's a big. That's a big question mark, but yes, you have yeah. a very valid point.
1: Yeah, but the, where Canadier will will run the problems is when he's one of those strikers that with knockout power, yeah, that tries to knock people out. You know what That's I'm saying? Yep. There are those people that have knockout power that don't try to knock people out because they're just their technique is just sound and their bodies just built a certain way. Yeah. they're just hitting properly. Cannonier is a guy with knockout power that tries to knock you out, and if if he if he falls into that trap too deeply, Adesanya will piece him up. Yeah, you know I'll give Adesanya that, but I think for this one, there's so much at stake. Yeah, you, might diff- you might see a different. You might see a different I don't. I'm not sure. So I I'll agree. go with Kandaneer on this one. Nice. I'll go Taneer. Who now? The co-main event is for the featherweight title, <sighs> and it is the third fight between the champ Volkanovski. And, get, and Max Holloway,
0: who do you got for this one, Sean? I always ride with Max. Max I, re, I even said it damn a it, long, damn it. long ah. time ago. I even said it. All I right. even said that Max is going to be the new champ at some point. And sure enough, he did. Not saying I'm a fucking, I'm a fucking god or some, some fucking psychic or something like that. But I feel like, <laughs> but that's what my heart says. You uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. And But I honestly think that Volkanovsky just has too many tools at this point. He's already defended his belt. So he's already got gotten past that um, that hump where, after fighting Max the second time, he fought uh, Ortega, or, or, then he fought right. uh, Korean Zombie. So yeah. I just feel like he's had more championship experience as far as, you know, as of late. More recent championship experience. Yeah, more experience. recent. Experience. Yeah. And, and you yeah. Know, all, all those fights are, you know, they're going to take something from you, but he also gained a lot as well. He fought a crazy, I mean, he went through fucking hell, almost getting choked out by fucking Brian Ortega. So he's been put in, you know, he's been put in the ringer. But I honestly think, honestly, just being not biased, I think Volkanovsky squeaks out another decision.
1: I think you pointed out something really, really good. Um, and something, a point, a point that I wanted to bring up too is that. Since their first fight uh, years ago, Volkanovski and Holloway. Since Volkanovski has gotten a lot better, he's actually really shown something in his uh, in his skills and in his overall mixed martial arts skill set. Yeah. he's yeah. he's a much, he's a different fighter than he was when he first fought Max. Now, now I'll preface this by saying that I thought Max won their first two fights. <sighs> You know, and the judges gave yeah. the decision to Volkanovsky. I thought Me too. I thought Max won th- those first two fights. Yeah. And I think because of their history, all right, let's see. They've done 10 rounds together. So this is essentially going to be round 11 oh on Saturday. Gosh. They're going to start round 11, okay? So just got two people that almost know each other really well. Uh, I think this is going to be a finish. Ooh. This is going to be finished, I think, One of these two, I think one of these two is going to chase it. I'm not sure who, though, because because I think both of them are tired of hearing that the other guy won. Even though Volkanovsky got the decision by those judges in the previous two fights, you know he hears the noise. You know he he hears the noise of people that thought that Holloway actually won that. And I think Holloway is sick of the fact that these judges— Gave Volkanovski the decision the last two fights, and he wants to take matters into his own hands, perhaps. So, one of these two is going to chase the the finish, and I think this time, ah, oh, shit, man. I I think I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, gonna I'm rooting for Holloway, but I think Volkanovski is going to win, and the reason why is because. I think Holloway is going to be the one that's going to chase the finish. I think he's going to chase it too much. And I, and right uh-huh. now, yeah, I think Volkanovski's got sneaky power in those short arms. Got sneaky power in those short arms. It's going to be it's going to be a um it's going to be primarily a stand-up fight. Uh yeah, yeah. I think there'll be moments in the clinch, but Volkanovski's timing is so funky. He could go downstairs punching to the body, and then right upstairs to the head yeah. in a blink of an eye. It's like very fast at changing those type of attack levels. And Holloway's uh, hand trapping is very good, but when Volkanovski gets inside of that guard, he's going to be able to score a little bit. And I, I agree. and Holloway's pride is he's going to make him just stay in there and try to counter. And I think he's going to get caught. I think he's going to get caught. And I think Volkanovski's going to finish him.
0: What round?
1: I'm going to think. I'm going to say third round. Ooh. I think God. it's going to be. I think it's going to be a brilliant fight, but I think, I think, uh, I think the well is going to run dry on Holloway's ability to kind of catch people's timing. You know, like Holloway is one of those guys. Man, he'll get he'll get tagged up the first round by his opponent, yeah. and then the next couple of rounds he's figured out the timing and he's got the counters. But Volkanovski's approach is just so awkward with his punching style, you know, this kind of abrupt rhythm, the stop and go rhythm that he has. And he could go inside of people's hands like really well. So yeah, I'm going to go with Volkanovsky on this. Nice, Damn. I know, <laughs> reading, I hate to I'm say it. Holloway, though, too, it really, I'm reading for Holloway, though, because I thought Holloway won the first two fights. But I think now that chapter has been closed and we're moving on. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm excited to see what happens. How about uh, Strickland and uh, Pereira? Uh, a friend of mine,
0: <laughs>
1: friend of mine, a uh, shout out to my boy, Andre. Andre, he's a, a white man. Uh, he calls. He's a white man. He calls. He calls. Well, I'm prefacing it because I want to say this. He calls Strickland. He calls Strickland white trash Bisping. Is <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> Strickland white trash Bisping? But um, that's pretty. Earlier, good. I earlier I talked about how you know you know there are certain fighters that they. They get their knockouts, and part of it is they have natural power, and they try to get the knockout. Pereira is the kind of fighter that gets the knockout without trying. Yeah, He's just got this thing with his technique, especially his, his left hook that is just so effortless, and he just puts people away. I am rooting for Pereira for a number of reasons. Um, number one, I like the way he fights. Yeah. He's got this kind of different level power that doesn't... It's like he's not chasing the knockout. He just has this natural power in his technique. Um, so I like the style of which he's fighting. He's got a kickboxing style. Number two, I want to see him earn a right at Adesanya. If Adesanya retains his title, I want to see him and Pereira fight. They fought in kickboxing before, and Pereira has had Adesanya's number. So I want to see them fight in the MMA context. Yeah. And number three, I can't really stand Strickland. I think the guy just fucking talks a lot. <laughs> I think he's more of like a he's got clean punching in the MMA context, but there's nothing about his um his technique that blows me away. And I just want Pereira to shut him up. I just, yeah. and so there's so I'm rooting for Pereira. I'm gonna say Pereira knockout in the second round.
0: I'm, I'm rooting for Pereira also, but I feel like I'll go the opposite way and I'll say that Strickland, if he can establish maybe like a, maybe if he can close the distance and establish a few takedowns or maybe even some clinch wars mm-hmm. uh, to where he doesn't get hurt in the clinch because, you know, you're going to clinch with Alex Pereira, you're going to get fucking, you're going to get handled. I say he can pound him out on the floor. So I'll, i oh, go, I will go if, if Strickland can get him down, I think he keeps him down, uh, for the remainder of the round or if, or how many, how many every time, any times that he can take him down. So I'll say Strickland dominates him on the ground and pounds him out by round three. Interesting. So yeah. does Strickland have, does Strickland have usable wrestling? I think he does. I mean, he also trains in Vegas, so I think he's been training with Drake with Jake Shields and with all the guys at Extreme Couture, but I, I just feel like him being a white man also. <laughs> I just feel like he just has a more complete skill set than Pereira does. Pereira only mm. has like six fights and majority of yeah. the fights that he did fight. I mean, he fought a grappler in Bruno Silva not too long ago, but I mean that was also who knows if that was a can you know but right right um but I think Strickland just has a little bit more just has a few more tools and if he uses those tools I think he can win this fight. Mm. Yeah. I think
1: uh one of the
0: things you I mean you, you might be right
1: mm-hmm. about turning it into the to a wrestling match but
0: but he's for got me, to know that he's not going to strike
1: I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this is where the mental game kind of comes into it. We've yeah. we've seen the past few fights where Strickland kind of like staying in the pocket with people and exchanges punches. And that is, and against Pereira, that is a recipe no, for no. Dis- disaster. Pereira will turn out your lights, your family's lights, your ancestors' lights, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's, um... It's it's a, that I mean Pereira's got different kind of power for middleweight. Yeah, he's got it. Um, and so uh, I'm still gonna go with Pereira. I think uh, I and I hope I hope I'm right. But you know you're right. It is mixed martial arts. Yeah. You know, and what what do you do against somebody that has knockout power? You close the distance on oh, them. Yeah. You grind them up. You take away their speed and their explosiveness with your grappling. And and that would be the strategy if you are strickling. Yeah. So that's a good call on that Sean, I think. Yeah. Are you are you reading are you saying are you picking uh Strickland because his first name is Sean as well? So what's going on? You no, know, he does spell what's it the same way. Here?
0: He does spell it the same way. But <laughs> <laughs> that's uh yes, I'll say yes because his first name is Sean. <laughs> um, oh big fight right under them, Brian Barbarino, Robbie Lawler. Oh, against Robbie Lawler.
1: Say, oh my god. That's gonna be blood and guts. Oh my God. <laughs> what what that's just Speaking of chasing the knockout. <laughs> oh my god. Both of these guys.
0: They showed oh. the uh, they showed the highlight between Robbie Lawler and uh and Rory McDonald. And then remember An there all was that all-time
1: great fighter. Yeah, all-time great remember fighter. Remember there
0: was that one round before it got stopped where uh Robbie's lip is split in half and then yeah.
1: the, he spits the, blood yeah, in the middle of the mat. That all one man. round
0: ends and he spits. Bits and all this blood comes out, and then they're just looking at each other face to face, dude. That was so crazy. That was dude. so
1: amazing. That was so uh, that cool. was an amazing fight. Um, I oh he's over man, hill, no I'm kidding. I, I think he's on the other side of it, and Barbarina yes. is so he's on the terra, tough. Man. Barbarina is so tough, you know. And then and also, Barbarina has that grinding kind of style yeah, as well. Dude. You know, like he'll exchange punches with you in, in, in punching range, but he'll also put you up against the fans and kind of grind you up and beat you up in there as well. Um, and again, we've talked about how that's a style that could take away uh, someone else's uh, knockout approaches like Robbie. I'm going to go with Barbarino on here, even though me sentimentality so. make, wants me to see
0: Robbie do well. What do you
1: I, think it's, I think it's going to be a, a first-round knockout. Oh,
0: shit. That's a big statement. I like I that
1: because the thing with Robbie, Robbie is so is is smart. Yeah. He's a very smart fighter. Even though like he has that reputation of being like this knockout artist, he's not a brainless knockout artist. No, he, he looks for the timing, but sometimes it takes him a long time to get going. That's a like, sometimes good point. he waits too long, yeah. and I think right here, if you let Barbarina, if you give him basically a running start, and then he's going downhill, yeah. I, I think that's just a hard one from to who do you who do you got for this one I
0: got the same I'll go with Barbarino only cuz you know he's had I think in the past what year or two he's had more fights and you know I I'm I'm a big proponent of uh activity I mean gosh I'm looking at Robbie Lawler Quant- quantity over quality agreed <laughs> he's only fought once once or twice every year since the pandemic started so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Barbarina. I'd say it's a decision. It's gonna be a war, mm. but I don't know if Brian has enough power to knock out Robbie Lawler.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's a good call. That's a good call. Okay. Hey, let's talk about uh, Cerrone versus Jim Miller. Cerrone yeah. stepping in on on short notice to fight Jim. Two two basically well, kind can... of MMA heroes, really, because Jim Miller had so many fights and. Cerrone's had so many fights and uh one of the things that my friends pointed out is like this Cerrone's cutting down to 155 almost three times within uh six weeks because yeah, of these this of those, canceled yeah, canceled, the canceled fights, fights. against Joe Lazan. so this is the third time he's had to cut weight in a short period of time I think it's is within that, like a is that good
0: yeah is that gonna like gonna like how do you think that's gonna affect Dude, his uh fight performance you you bring up a very valid point because if you think about it damn he, i mean he's not a small guy anymore he's much older and that's got to take away a lot of you know it's got to drain your batteries at some point man so
1: yeah shout out to, po- shout out to
0: pointed this out yeah they fought before they, before? they did oh man really i
1: think they must have Oh my God! They must. Oh, that must have been how long ago? I think. Damn, he, these guys have been around for a while. If I forgot about that, I believe he head kicked.
0: Was it a head kick?
1: On Jim Miller? Yeah. So Cerrone won the last
0: God. one, then, right? Guess what year it was? It was July sixteenth. Wait, January, February, March, April, May, June, June July sixteenth, two thousand and four. Head kick in round two. two they
1: fought in two thousand four. Sorry,
0: fourteen. My 14,
1: bad. Fourteen, two thousand fourteen. Oh my God! Eight years ago. Jeez. Well, uh, they're different fighters now, but... um Dude, can you believe
0: Cowboy's resume? I'm just looking it's a, at it's, it. He's
1: trying to get to 50. He's trying to get to 50 fights. He's fought everybody.
0: Like, literally Good for him. everybody. Good for him. You know what's funny and, and, here that I'm seeing is he fought Eddie Alvarez on the UFC 178 Johnson versus Carriaso. <laughs> oh, my. Oh.
1: <laughs> that was in Texas. It was.
0: That was in
1: Houston, Texas. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Shout out, um, to Chris Curry, also. Hey, Chris, out in Arizona, rise. Um, uh, <laughs> who do you got for this one? I'm i gonna go with Paul.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with Jim Miller this time. Okay, I'm just How, just for what, fun. What's What's Miller's key for victory here? Uh, damn, I think he's probably gonna.
1: You know, I feel so. Like, just to note it, like Miller's a southpaw striker. Yeah,
0: he is a southpaw.
1: He's known for his grappling, but he's his striking's been very clean lately. Yeah.
0: I, I I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say that because, Cowboy's been you know he he hasn't really been, he hasn't been really himself to be honest. Like he, his striking actually is, kind of diminished a little bit. I think Jim Miller's striking's gonna be better. I think he's gonna mm. catch him with something hard, and then Cerrone's gonna go down and. uh Jim Miller's gonna come in and submit him. Uh so it'll be
1: striking to the takedown. Yeah. Or, or striking, striking to the
0: knockdown to Right.
1: Knockdown. Ah, okay. Yeah. I could see that that's, happening. That's especially it, yeah. Especially with the three rounder
0: um Miller.
1: And then I'm, well, gonna be will white, be faster. I'm gonna be a white
0: belt again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with Cerrone for for almost the same reason that you said. I think. Miller is going to come out faster, or going to look faster. But the thing is, the these guys are both at an age now; they're older. Where um, if Miller's comes out a little bit fast, it's also going to tire him out faster, yeah, a little bit. I agree. I think Cerrone knows his limits, so like yeah. if Cerrone's going to come out just kind of steady um, with the style. striking yeah. Muay Thai style, but not so much with the Muay Thai rhythm, but with some of the Muay Thai techniques, right? Jab, one, two, okay. A left kick here, bang yeah. to the body. Left kick to the arm, boom. He's gonna have a more steady. I think he's gonna chip away at Jim, and then it's gonna turn into a uh, TKO in the third round. So I think it's gonna be lengthy strikes by Cerrone, where he's not gonna be in a, in a big hurry. Um, and then Miller is just not gonna have enough energy to uh, to pull the trigger on a on a wrestling takedown. Where he's gonna be able to finish the takedown. Uh I think Cerone's just gonna wear him out over three rounds. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a, uh, so I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with that. We'll see what happens though. We'll see how wrong I am.
0: <laughs> Any other notable fights you wanna speak on?
1: Uh not really actually. I just gassing myself out on this main card because I think there's so many repercussions on the main card. Yeah, dude. Um, because uh we just, just to review a little bit, you know. Adesanya Kananir, you know, arguably will fight the winner of Strickland and Pereira. Yeah. All right. And then um, volkanovski Holloway, that has a lot of repercussions for the featherweight division just because if Volkanovski wins, does he move up to lightweight? Yeah. You know what I mean? And if Holloway wins, that opens up other featherweight (sighs) matchups, you know what I mean? So,
0: yeah. So, so what if Max wins? Does that... If Max wins by decision, is there a fourth fight? It depends
1: on what type of fight uh, it is. If it's a high action, um, if it's something that people would want to see again, why not?
0: Yeah. You know what, what I mean? Right? You know knockout? what I mean? Why not? What if it's a knockout? Does he deserve an immediate rematch? Volkanovski? Yeah. Shit. It's a good question, huh? Fuck. That is a good question.
1: Damn, I don't know if I have the answer to that. Because who's right underneath on featherweight? Who's who's knocking at the door? You're talking about, like, um, the... Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, let's, let's I mean we yeah. know Brian Ortega is always in the conversation, even though he lost <laughs> to Uh Yair, yeah, fucking yeah. surprisingly, is at three. Yeah. And then Josh I mean, Emmett at four. Yes, yeah, he said so Josh Emmett's knocking at the door. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Cater, Calvin Kater. Cater's around there. Ooh, I'm I'm um, checking out. Even though Cater lost Allen. to Holloway, yeah, you know. Um, so there's some, there's still some possibility, but he's there. So, but the featherweight division, it's exciting. All those, all those top five, it's exciting. You could keep rotating them for a while, but yeah. there's going to be people outside of the top five knocking at the door, wanting, wanting a piece as well. Uh Let's let's jump into. Um, there's no other uh, Bellator event for like another twenty days or so. Yeah. But let's just uh, kind of quickly just PFLs continuing their season. Um, this this uh um actually I think later today. Uh oh yeah that's right. Um Fridays. So um, there's star Kayla Harrison in lightweight is fighting Young. Um, this
0: was actually supposed to be Julia are, Bud too. Oh, was it? Yeah. And uh, she got injured. I believe, yeah, she pulled out, I don't know if it was a COVID or if it was an injury, but, you know, Kayla Kayla Harrison's, you know, she expressed her frustrations because, you know, Julia Budd's a big name in in the women's MMA space. Caitlin Young is too. She's been around a long time, but I think she would have preferred preferred to fight uh, someone with a more notable name. But, you know, we already know who's going to win this. Sometimes things are just out of your control. <laughs> Am I reading this right? Caitlin Young's fucking record is 12 and 12?
1: Yeah, yeah. I God saw that as damn. well. And like, I think I think she's also like 36 or 37. So we're on the other side of it in the MMA world, especially at lightweight. Um, our guy, we were just talking about him, Rory Red McDonald. Rory McDonald, he's fighting at welterweight against Psy. Psy um, is more of a kickboxer. Uh, so we'll see if, uh, what Rory McDonald does here. Rory McDonald's is what, one of those well-rounded martial artists. We'll yeah. see if he, he tries to turn it in, if he wants to keep it a striking fight against Sai. If I'm Rory, I'd try to turn it into a clinch and uh, try to get it, get the takedowns here. But as we know, we've been watching mixed martial arts for a long time. As these fighters get older, wrestling, igniting the wrestling becomes harder and harder. And so, uh, so almost every older mixed martial artist turns into a striker, Sean. Yeah. So um, it's just shooting is a young man's game. <laughs> shooting Let's, for takedowns is a young man's yeah. game.
0: Let's hope he can uh, her him.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <Dana>. <laughs> 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 I don't know. That be- As you would say, pull guard in yeah. MMA. <laughs> <laughs> Do something. <laughs> pull guard and go into Come leg on, Rory.
0: <laughs> I'm rooting for him. Oh, there's Ray Cooper the third fighting. He's fighting Brett Cooper. What the fuck is going on with the Coopers? Anyway, uh, Ray Cooper lost his last fight, though, and he looked really shitty. He was also fat. So hopefully he, he got that under control.
1: Uh, Pacheco is yeah. fighting Jenna Fabian. That's a good fight. Also in fucking the women's, fight, dude.
0: women's lightweight division. Dude, Larissa Pacheco is no fucking joke. She fought Kayla Harrison and she made a few mistakes. She only made a few. And mm. I think if she didn't make any of those mistakes, she would have been a much bigger bigger thing. Jenna Fabian, she used to train over here at CSA. I right, think, right. But I think now she's with uh, City Kickboxing.
1: Yeah, so you feel like this is going to be mostly a, a stand-up affair between oh, Pacheco totally. and Fabian? I yeah, because like, I know Fabian yeah. Fabian also da- dabbled in Muay Thai as well. Yeah. So,
0: But other than that, God.
1: <laughs> a lot in of different other f- names in, on the yeah.
0: <laughs> on before the we ju-
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we jump into news, just want to give a shout out to our friend uh, Ty. Oh, who, she fought uh, again? Who's, she's fighting. Uh oh, no, okay. she's gonna fight tomorrow, early tomorrow oh, morning, uh, I believe. Are you sure so, uh, or did she fight already? She, oh, she she might I don't think so yet. Not yet. Okay. But anyway, good good luck to Ty. Good luck, Ty. She's fighting and she's out there in Thailand doing the thing in her uh, professional Muay Thai career. Uh, she she's repping Wooden Man, uh, Muay Thai out in San Francisco. Out in uh and but she's fighting out of the fairtex camp in uh Thailand so good luck to Ty um anybody you know anybody you know fighting soon uh <sighs> Sean you want to shout out any weekend. any anybody competing any jiu- guys
0: doing anything uh no shout out to uh my homegirl Nikki she fought or she fought she competed in I think it was like an ibjjf thing in Vegas over the week. she's a little blue belt her husband okay. is our old teammate uh, Taylor McCorston, ninja uh, from FTCC. Oh, I know Taylor. Oh, yeah, 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 you remember Taylor. Taylor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, I he met him op-
1: one time because I cornered against him. Oh, like, really? Uh, actually, actually uh, our guy Scott uh, uh, did a smoker against uh, a guy that Taylor was uh, coaching. Oh, cool. Long time ago. Long,
0: long wow. time ago. So. I wonder if that was from FTCC. Anyway, he opened up uh, FTCC in Las Vegas. So it's FTCC LV. Um, he has guys, he has a lot because. Remember he uh when he moved out there, he was with uh, syndicate over there and and he was also teaching at, fuck, what is that guy's name again? I already forgot. Skip my mind. Anyway, he opened up a gym over there. He trains a lot with uh with the phenom uh what's his name? Miff What's that fucking kid, jiu-jitsu kid? Yeah, there's a lot of Michael people's names you don't Mususecki, know, buddy. <laughs> M- Musa Messi. Yeah, Musa that Messi. guy. So they train together, and that's amazing because Taylor's come a really long way, especially coming from the Bay. So shout out. Uh, but well, other let's than that, go I don't ahead. think anyone's fighting that I know this weekend.
1: All right. Well, you know, summer, summer's long, yeah. so there'll be other things coming on. Let's jump into some quick MMA news. Yeah. Uh, both uh, uh, Khabib, Norma and Daniel Cormier got <laughs> inducted. They got inducted this week into the UFC Hall of Fame. Uh, Khabib had a, an emotional speech because, as we know, um, as we bring the topic back to COVID, he, he lost his dad due to complications from COVID 19. Yeah. And if people who know about Khabib's father, he's a legend in Dagestan, opening a gym, he trained fighters in all different types of dude, um, put Dagestan on the map dude. Yeah, I mean like sure. they're like if you if you've if you've heard of a Dagestani fighter that became famous, there's probably a good chance that the root of their training uh started with a uh, Khabib's father in in one way or another. So, uh congratulations uh to Khabib. He he, yeah. he dedicated his entire speech almost to to his dad uh, talking about how um you know, uh, he opened a gym specifically so he could gather a bunch of young fighters together. He, he'd work, go back and train these guys, go back to his job, go back to work, train these guys, um, manage their careers, um, build up their characters. Um, and so, congratulations to Khabib. And then, uh, what's what's in his Hall of Fame career? What's your favorite Khabib Ooh. memory, Sean?
0: I I think it's probably it's a, it's a. Man, it's a tie between when he was talking to Michael Johnson while he was pounding him out. He goes, I "Oh, deserve this, this when he was, he was like,
1: talking shit to him, yeah, while, he was like, shit to him while, while fucking while he's beating the shit him. out of him in the middle." That's yeah. so g. That that's one, a good
0: one. And uh, I think when he jumped over the fence to go get Dylan <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> after the
0: after his fight with Connor, the whole that schwas, was hilarious. Dude. That's uh that's a that's. That's a good one, actually you know, you know what was crazy though? The, the highlight film or the highlight piece that they did for Khabib when they when they announced, uh, they put it on YouTube, but they, they it was, I guess his Hall of Fame induction vi- uh, promo video oh my God, it was so good, man. Like, it, I was getting goosebumps because you know there's so many good pieces of footage of him and his dad, and just mm-hmm. His, mm-hmm. you could just sense his dominance just in that highlight video alone. It's so insane. So if you got any time to watch it, guys, watch it. It's it's really good. It's only like three, four minutes long, but it's amazing. Thanks. What about Daniel Congrats. Cormier? Yeah, finally so let's talk about admitting this. that he did the towelgate thing. Yeah. So and- for
1: those who don't know, <laughs> explain the towelgate thing to us. Uh, what, which this was for his light heavyweight fight. He was defending his title against Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. yo. Know, so Daniel Formier, Cormier. Cormier before he fought at light heavyweight, he used to fight at heavyweight. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he he had to make the 205 weight limit. Um, In the United States, um, there's a rule at most athletic commissions where for title fights, you have to be on weight. There's no pound allowance. Cormier that day was having trouble making weight. So the first time he stepped on the scale, he was almost two pounds over. So you're given like an hour (laughs) to come back and lose that two
0: pounds. Sean explain to us what happened. So he got back on the scale and uh, you know he's like oh I got to use the towel so they 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 bring yeah, out the Yeah because towel. he was
1: going to you know, like strip down, strip take off his underwear, yeah.
0: everything. Yeah. So just to cut just at, to cut as many pounds as, as get possible. Get as
1: many pounds kind of, yeah. And I was, balls, in, <laughs> I was watching yeah. this way in by the way, I was watching this way and you okay, could okay. visibly
0: see that he was pretty much putting his weight on the towel. You could see how far the towel actually bent down while the guys were holding it. And he ended up making, I think he was even under the weight. And that's like, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck are we doing here? But I mean, hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. <laughs> so so basically <laughs> to
1: help illustrate this, people don't understand, essentially the towel that's that's held up in front of Daniel, while the Athletic Commission was looking down at the scale, Daniel put his hands on the towel to, to kind of take, yeah. to alleviate a little bit of push that. Da- if you push down on the towel, it will actually alleviate some weight off of the scale. And so the athletic commission didn't notice that he had his hands on the towel. So they're looking <laughs> down at the scale. So all they see is a guy who's weighing under 205 pounds. They don't see that Daniel Cormier was like leaning on the towel to, so that the weight was lighter. Did, did you read what he also said? Like, his coach was telling him like remember that wrestling trick. So there's oh, a, there's God. another there's another trick they do in wrestling where the person who's being weighed puts their hands behind their back and they clasp their hands and their coach stands behind them and puts their hands underneath your clasped hands oh, and kind of lifts you lifts you idea. up a little bit. <laughs> and so and so Daniel thought, "Oh, you mean the clasped hands." Look, I don't with the towel, there I'm not. I'm not sure they're gonna let you go behind me. And the, his coach is telling, "No, the towel trick." And so, and so he says, "Oh, so they did the towel trick." It, it was so shady, man. Like everybody who was watching, knew what was going on, except for the athletic commission, apparently. And <laughs> it's so hilarious. Daniel Cormier is like. Admitting all of this in his Hall of Fame speech, that he basically cheated to make weight. He didn't apologize. Sorry to my boy, Anthony Rumble Johnson. I had to make weight. I mean, just, I mean, he's retired now, so he doesn't give a shit. I mean, mean, whatever. What are they going to do? do? They're not going to, they can't go back and take back his win, and they're not going to take back his jacket.
0: Dude, everybody knew what happened. isn't Isn't that why now they use a big fucking box? So when people yeah, have to take, care, they take their clothes off, they put a box there now.
1: And they should have a fucking uh, other commission officer yeah, watching, it. making yeah. sure your hands aren't on the box so that you're lifting yourself up to make yourself lighter. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching that, too, because it was just so obvious. It's just like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, try, try to convince me that, uh, like, corruption doesn't exist in <laughs> MMA. Come on. Come on, guys. Give me a fucking break. But anyway, so... That's that's all the news I've got going on. Any other news items you in the in MMA that you wanted to cover besides these big fights, Sean?
0: Yeah. Uh there was this funny this is funny uh, remark that Sean Strickland said to Adesanya it says, your porn hub is filled with cartoons or something like that. I just saw oh. the, the headline right here. <laughs> I was just like, that's hilarious.
1: Well, Sean Strickland's doing a smart thing. He's setting himself up to be the oh, yeah. next guy if they Dude. both win their fights. And there's
0: a video that they put out. It was like eight minutes of Str- Sean Strickland and it was genius. I mean, if you, even though he's a fucking nutcase and he's a fucking weird ass. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, doing mean he's doing what he has to do off. to get, he's going to get paid. Or he's going to you know, get a good matchup.
1: We, we should do uh, another episode dedicated to certain things uh, in the MMA world. I, I have certain feelings about why it feels like you have to put on this trash persona just to be able to make money in the fight game. You know what I mean? So we should we should do like a like an an episode talking about the problems with that, the 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 positives and the many minuses minuses in my in my mind at least, but. Yeah, it looks like, you know, um he's trying to set himself for the next one in line. But I think uh I think Pereira is gonna have something to say about that, Sean. Yeah. I think pereira
0: has got something to say. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. A lot of great this fucking card is I mean, all these cards are pretty stacked. So
1: it's gonna be fun. It's, it's gonna, gonna be a be fun fight, weekend of fights. Weekend of fights. Sean, I hope you recover, man. I hope um I'm sorry that you you're uh you're feeling ill, but hopefully you and the family are getting better. Thank you, man. Uh, hopefully you're on the other other side of it. Hopefully, and, uh, I'm feeling
0: much better though, for
1: sure. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, man. Hey guys, if you guys are uh, aren't uh, if you're, you guys are celebrating the Fourth of July weekend, everyone be safe, be safe. out there. Yeah. Do be be smart, be considerate of each other, take care of yourselves Wear and a each mask other. You know, and uh, and also like a lot of like, you know weather should be good this weekend. Enjoy Fourth of July weekend. But uh, when you guys come back from training, hit me up. Visit me at in the Sunset District Hopkido USA hey. um, and also Kohaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and visit our Muay Thai group out there as well, Sean. Yeah. Don't forget that. that
0: blah, blah. See, you can't even get it off this time. Uh, don't forget to hit that <laughs> subscribe button and uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Mine is Sean underscore Pierre underscore yours. Hopkey one on Instagram, Hopkey 11 on Twitter. And... Don't forget to visit Magalit Jiu-Jitsu in San Francisco, Fight Culture, Daily City, uh, The Resistance out there in Dublin slash Pleasanton, and Omni Movement out there in Pinole. Wait, Hercules. And, no,
1: yeah. Uh, and uh, Pacific Ring Sports in Oakland, guys.
0: Yeah. Uh, what Was I going to say one last thing? Oh yeah. We say watch don't, the fights. Watch the fights and don't <laughs> bet on our shit because we're terrible at this. Remember, guys. <laughs> All right, have a good one, guys. Peace. Hey. Oh, don't forget. oh I have to tell people. No peace. No, take it back. No, take it No take, peace. No I started peace. Uh, I started another podcast. Um it's a it's called the real estate media podcast. I talked to Trainer! Trainer,
1: you, you creonche podcast for your
0: own show. So uh, <laughs> I, I created a podcast on pretty much what I do for a living, which is real estate media. So go ahead and check it out. And uh, we've had one episode and it's doing really well. So thank you guys. What, what's, what's the name of the podcast again? The Real Estate Media Podcast. So the just, Real Estate Media Podcast. Yeah. So we don't guys, talk about real estate. It we did talk it about up. real estate media. Video, photo, catalogs, all that stuff. Check it out, guys. Thank you guys so much. Peace, Peace for real this time.